X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, Today, we are coming to you with a bonus slash update episode. Liz is currently in Europe, gallivanting around and, uh, well, working, I suppose. And it's, it's weird that Helen says this because it is true. As you listen to this, I am in Europe. As we record this episode, sitting in my house in Wisconsin. So I feel yeah. like I'm not in Europe. What are you? Stop lying to them. But I will be. Um, you will when you be. hear this. Yeah. And so um, we are just, we're not doing a full episode where we discuss when the episodes today. We just have a few updates and one to pop in so that we released something this Friday, today. Yeah. And so I want to start. I have some stuff to tell Helen. And I thought, let's wait until we record for me to tell her. So yesterday, I saw some old friends and I was talking about our podcast and one of my old friends was like, oh, well, did you see about the uh, hearing, the congressional hearing that happened this week? And I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a congressional hearing that was the first in more than half a century to focus on military reports on UFOs. Wait, really? Yep. This week? Yes. Well, okay. So the week of May. This would have been... It, would, it was like May 18th, May 19th, something okay. like that is when the when the congressional hearing was. Yeah. And so they're talking to uh, the Pentagon and it was basically lawmakers prodding the Pentagon for more information about UFOs. Whoa. What yeah, did the Pentagon so, have to say? Uh, not much. The Pentagon, I'm quoting from a New York Times article here. Okay. Uh, oh, and it was the articles from 517. So I think uh, okay. the hearing was was Tuesday. So that would have been, that would have been five. Yeah. 17, five seventeen. Sorry. Anyway. So quoting from this New York times article, the Pentagon officials testified under oath. The government had not collected materials from any alien landing on earth, pushing back on one, at least on at least one favored conspiracy theory. Ah. But the, what I thought was really interesting. And this is what uh, my friend brought up yesterday. The is landing that, on earth part of it. Um, no, a video that they shared that is unexplained. Oh. Um, the highlight of the hearing was a split-second image shot last year through the window of an F-A-18 fighter jet of a spherical object in a distance. And the pilot reported observing the object, and it remains unexplained, and it moves real fast, and they don't know what it is. Silvery. And you can see a clip of it online. It's really quick, and it's weird. It's like a weird silvery sphere in the air moving. Whoa. Yeah. So, okay. And so they, they testified that they have not they seen. They have not collected materials from an alien landing on Earth. So, in other words, like Area 51 going and getting stuff, which is, you know, the topic of a lot of X-Files episodes that we have in our right. future. Mm-hmm. Um, they testified under Earth that they haven't done that. But okay. I feel like there's still a lot of room there for stuff. Well, I yeah. I mean, I feel like, well, if they haven't collected materials, that's not to say that they don't have information about yeah and the landing part i also think you know yeah what nothing landed right yeah Yeah. i know um not that i i mean like i actually feel rather vindicated hearing this or validated like i i never thought that area 51 was a thing and so to hear them testify that they haven't been doing that i kind of feel like okay 
cool. I mean, it is a thing in the sense that it's well, place, yes. but like with yes, the, the crash course. landing and everything. Yeah. Right. Roswell, all that. Um, yeah. I will say this. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the article and mm-hmm. about this hearing. It's like weirdly um, bipartisan. <laughs> There's like so-and-so, <laughs> a Democrat from Illinois said this about UFOs and this Republican said you know, <laughs> this about UFOs. I'm like, is this the common ground? Um, so yeah. Uh, I'll tell you more about the article, but I thought that we've been doing this podcast long enough and we have not addressed a central question that I think we ought to talk about, Hmm. which is, do we believe in UFOs, in aliens, you and I? So, okay. We should talk about that So this is where we have to clarify, because do we mean UFO? I separate UFOs versus aliens in my mind. Like, do I believe that there are unexplained sightings of some sort of aircraft yes absolutely and yeah perhaps that i shouldn't say ufos since that literally means unidentified flying objects so of course we have some objects that haven't been identified right um so like do we believe in spacecraft driven by aliens yeah little steering wheel yeah (laughs) Um, like like the thing that just left in the um, the uh the Amish alien episode, big thing, like making a crop circle. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I will tell you also, they had another video that they talked about that they Mm -hmm. played that showed this image shot through night vision goggles that showed glowing green triangles moving through the air that was shot in 2019. And I watched that and it is real spooky, but Hmm. the small triangles in that recording were determined to be drones and the look of it with the weird, uh, kind of spooky look to this video mm-hmm. came from the lens that was being used uh, ah, to film it. Mm-hmm. So that was one where they were like, look, this looks super suspicious and creepy, but we examined it and it turns out it's, it's explainable. Oh, cool. Yeah. One of the things I didn't see in the article, but my friend mentioned was that, mm-hmm. um, and, and this was saved up by the way. Um, oh, oh, cool. Yeah. She mentioned, they talked something about seeing an object that moved at 13,000 miles an hour. Whoa. And, and which is awfully fast. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, it's like, what is that? 15 or 20 times the speed of sound. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think they said Mach 15. Um, so I was trying to find a reference to that number because we were mm-hmm. talking about it yesterday and we were like, well, particles can move that fast. Um, hmm. Cause you know, both of us yeah. have worked at Fermilab and Argonne and places with particle accelerators, oh, uh, yeah. but not like vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> like, right like macro sort of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about that. So then I was looking it up and when you just search 13,000 miles per hour, what you find are some articles from about eight to 10 years ago uh, with the government experimenting with making aircraft that move that fast. And so they're like unmanned right now, but they're working, working on unmanned things, moving that fast. And then working on manned craft would be later. Um, Wow. Yeah. And so that also sort of blew my mind and also made me think, man, it would be so much easier to get to Europe if we could go at Mach 15. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my thought is like that pretty much only has implications for weapons right are there any other implications for that that are not vacations in europe well (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean that's the thing it's like everything has implications for weapons but it's Mm -hmm. like i don't think that's the only thing i mean i think it like 
I mean, just having that technology to eventually use for you stuff never like know, airplanes. You know, or, like it's yeah. really hard to say when we investigate new stuff, what is going to lead to what? I mean, yeah, I always think about at Fermilab, when you talk about particle accelerators, when I talk about them to my students sometimes, and I'm like, well, we take real small things, speed them up real fast. Sometimes we hit them together, you know, <laughs> we see what comes out. Like, and it just seems like really arbitrary and like the first particle accelerators and all that it's just i mean fundamental scientific curiosity to a degree yeah um, not right. just for weapons or whatever um but now i mean and i'm sure it's even more advanced since i was working there because this was in 2002 and then 2006 um they have neutron therapy at fermilab where they use oh. a special beam line for certain types of cancerous tumors that are resistant to other treatments where cancer patients can go right. in and it, the tumors are bombarded with neutrons and it can wow. be really successful. So you never know, like that yeah, was certainly true. not the intention originally, but I always mm -hmm. think about that as an example of yeah. oh, being unable cool. to predict this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel more positive about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, cool. So back to, back to the hearing a little yeah. bit. Um, they, the Pentagon officials did say that they had to be sort of careful in what they said, which I think hmm. is really weird. They're like, we do not want potential adversaries to know exactly what we're able to see or understand or how we come to the conclusion. Therefore, oh. disclosures must be carefully considered on a case-by-case -case basis. That makes that sense. Sug that suggests they don't want China or Russia to know yeah. about our experimental weapons or whatever, yes. which is right. making me think of the I think it's the second episode of the X-Files that we weren't super enthusiastic about, but it has the test pilot who kind of gets mad. Oh, yes. Yeah, and mm -hmm. disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they said that um, the, the guy from the Pentagon said they are focusing on for 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 unidentified flying object situations. Yeah. They focus on unexplained phenomena that has two strange flight characteristics, fast movement and no visible means of propulsion. Ah, and he also said, we'll go wherever the data takes us. We've made no assumptions about what it is or isn't. Cool. Yeah. I think that all sounds very reasonable and uh, surprisingly so, in fact. Yeah. 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 Both that they're not like, no, of course not, you know, but also not that they're claiming wild things. Like, it seems just very reasonable. Yeah. To read you a little more, if I may, uh, this representative, Andre Carson, a Democrat from Indiana, he says, you need to show us, Congress and the American public, whose imagination you've captured, that you are willing to follow the facts where they lead. We fear sometimes that the DOD is focused more on emphasizing what it can explain, not investigating what it can't. I'm looking for you to assure us today that all conclusions are on the table. And I feel like, again, reasonable, but also, can we just take a moment to be like, there's like Congress people who are like, you have a responsibility to tell us about aliens. Like, are you going to tell us about aliens? You tell us. You can't keep them a secret. Like, isn't that, like, wild? Like, I mean, like, it's wild. That's pretty much the only reason I could see getting into politics. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be able yeah. to demand those things of people. <laughs> I, I mentioned before that I'm moving offices recently, um, but up yeah. until I was moving, I had all of these uh, onion headlines clipped out and taped to my door that were related oh, to nice. science. And one of them said, FBI director really wishes he had some alien shit to cover up. And <laughs> I am very interested. I don't know how, uh, 
I, I'm sure I probably saw this on Instagram or somewhere. I really want for my office door because I don't have anything there. Um, I want the Weasley family clock. You know, the one mm, that has like mm -hmm. a bunch of different yeah, yeah. Um, circles, like one is mortal mm -hmm. peril, one yeah, is like yeah. in transit. And yeah. I want that for my office, but with like in a meeting and, you ah, know, and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think would I'd probably leave mortal peril. I was just going to ask, would you keep mortal peril on there? Sure. And also, what if you got to work and it was set to mortal peril? Oh, I mean, I'm sure that would happen with students. Yeah. Like someone's okay, going to so do that. that. you. No, no. Um, oh, side note. I don't know. Um, uh, so uh, our mom's partner, Eve, um, mm -hmm. we mentioned him before because Adam. my husband is Adam. Eve. <laughs> He's Eve, Adam and Eve. Uh, did you hear the story about uh, the mail and the check? No. I'll share it. Even if you had, I would, I would share it now since I referred to it. Um, so he owns a, a vintage sports car restoration business, a very regular, reliable client, was supposed to pay an invoice. Mm -hmm. And Eve was like, I don't know why I haven't gotten this paid. And the guy, he finally reached out to the guy and the guy's like, no, I paid it. Hmm. And then the guy got his mail returned to him. He got the check sent back to him. Yeah. Marked deceased. What? <laughs> yeah. They oh my God. Eve, the post office marked Eve as dead. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I know. I'm, he's like, I'm thinking about what it is I'm going to say to them. Yeah. <laughs> to the post office. I suggested, do you know something I don't? Yeah. <laughs> like, there, it's like their way of tipping him off about a mob hit or something. Mm, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought it was more like the post office had hired an assassin to kill him and then just kind of got their wires crossed about the timing. Like, oh, um, but, shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, not deceased that was yet. Thursday. <laughs> the post office, they handle mail and also occasional uh, assassinations. Of yeah. <laughs> random people. Um, Next week, we'll be talking about the post office yeah. at Congress. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Was there more about the hearing? Let's see. I feel like there might've been a few more things. Yeah. They basically talk about how like one of their main criticisms is that military members, fire pilots, people who see stuff are often not taken seriously or they're afraid they're not going to be taken seriously or laughed at. And so they have this sort of environment in which it's not safe for people to come forward with this stuff because they'll mm -hmm. be laughed at. And they're talking about how that should change. Ah. Um, hmm. So I think yeah. it's, interesting that it implies that some of these people at least do believe yes that this stuff is real yes. it's not just people like max fennig you know yeah yeah files. yeah so um yeah. Huh. i know it blows my mind all right so so i want to ask then what are your thoughts on aliens do you believe in them not at all not at all not at all not even a little bit Okay, but all right. So I think you're, I feel like either we really disagree with each other. Yeah. Or you're just really, we're misunderstanding each other. Um, okay. So do I believe in any sort of form of life outside of life somewhere in the universe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Because yeah. I 100% believe that there is life elsewhere in the universe. Just because I mean, 
how could it not be? I think we've talked about the Drake equation before yes. um, on an episode of the X-Files, right? Just looking at the mm-hmm. numbers, the sheer numbers of stars and galaxies, which I know you're not crazy about thinking about. I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> to be fair, we'll have like another bonus episode where we just talk all about needles and the circulatory <laughs> system just to even it out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got some equations I could share there talking about, you know, equations related to needles. Well, no, about like um, hydrostatic pressure and oh, stuff. Right. Right. The thing where you said, oh, my sister's a physicist. She could explain this better. And then you Except were like, no, she'd, she'd pass out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't say that to them, though, to be fair. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I. Yes, I think that there are probably, say, RK, formerly RK bacteria, somewhere deep in some ice somewhere. I I do not believe there is anything bigger than that. Why not? If they um, can get that big, why not get bigger? We got bigger. Yeah, but there were very, very specific circumstances that led to us getting bigger that I don't know that I would think would be replicatable. I just feel like you just don't understand how many stars there are. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna bring the Drake equation back up to remind people from the previous episode, the Drake equation is basically, it's a probabilistic argument used to estimate the number of active communicative extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. Right. And so basically what they're doing is they um, are just multiplying a bunch of different terms. And so here are the terms. Okay. It's basically N equals where N is the number of civilizations that humans could potentially communicate with yeah n equals okay and then we have to consider the mean rate of star formation okay how how much how quickly are stars forming Mm -hmm. um the fraction of stars that have planets okay the mean number of planets that could support life per star with planets Uh uh-huh the fraction of life supporting planets that actually develop life right the fraction of planets with life where life develops intelligence Mm-hmm. So not just the right. bacteria, yeah. the fraction of intelligent civilizations that develop communication, mm-hmm. and then the mean length of time that civilizations can communicate. So, I mean, this all seems extremely improbable. The thing is, when you it, it, it does, right? But when you right. actually run the numbers, just because of things like the rate of star formation and the number mm-hmm. of stars in the Milky Way... You yeah. find that actually it's not that improbable. It's not mm-hmm. like that improbable at all, um, hmm. which I think is really interesting. So, so you do then think there I are? Think, I, I think that, I mean, this is just considering the Milky Way. There's so many other galaxies. Remember my, like, my research was on galaxy clusters. And right. so that was like the largest gravitationally bound structures in the universe. So um, we get like, clusters of galaxies like the milky way or whatever do we have a name for the one that we're in oh honey (laughs) no i know the milky way oh the cluster yes (laughs) not what is happening okay (laughs) sorry sorry um yeah it's not a very creative name we are in the local group ah 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was that I couldn't yep. remember. I know Sorry. we're in the Milky Way. Yes. <laughs> I think the reason I was confused is that we don't really name galaxy clusters. We like, uh, we like, that's like, it's this one. It's like this number or that number or whatever. They don't have fun names like galaxies do. Oh, like see, Andromeda or whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I feel like at least ours has a name, I guess. That's local true. Group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So when you think about just the likelihood in the Milky Way, and then you think mm-hmm. about how many other galaxies the size of the Milky Way there are. Um, one of the things that, so, so if you don't know this listeners, I started college as a journalism major and mm-hmm. I went a solid year and a half intending to be a journalism major. And it was I was not the most inspired student. I was at a community college and it'd be like, you have the opportunity to work on the student paper. And I'd be like, must I? (laughs) And uh, I didn't really want to. I got B's. I don't know. Um, And then I had to take an astronomy class. Well, I had to take a lab science. And so me and my friends decided to take astronomy. And when I was like 10, I'd been really interested in astronomy. And so uh, I took it. Paul Hamill, incredible. I mean, life-changing, life-changing professor at McKenna County College. Right. Yeah. Um, I love that class so much. And I remember one of the things that blew my mind in that class was talking about with the Hubble, once the Hubble uh, telescope was fixed, um, that's like a space telescope, right? So it's above the atmosphere. Uh, They aimed it at a completely dark patch of sky. Mm -hmm. And um, it's called the Hubble deep field image. And if you look at this, it is incredible what the the incredible amount of galaxies and and color and and activity that you can see in this picture of what looks to us like absolutely nothing Um, because it now had like better resolution you know than we were able to ever get before yeah google the hubble deep field uh that is i mean essentially if you wanted to bring it down to one thing although i mean it was really the whole semester one thing that in learning about the hubble deep field is what made me decide to go into physics and actually change it like Ah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like I I'm mostly remember it. from that oh, yeah. class because I took oh, that class of course, as well. You took it too, right? Yes. Was years later was uh, us having to draw the moon and him <laughs> putting up everyone's pictures you guys of the moon did that too. And <laughs> yeah. he makes fun of them. Yeah. yeah. It was like you do a lab, you view the moon through a telescope, you draw it. And then the next day in class, he makes fun of people's pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it was like roasting you for your yeah. shitty drawings of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, no, that I was a great class. That. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Um, so, I mean, my belief that mm-hmm. it's likely that there's something else of interest uh, and mm-hmm. like active and able to communicate out there is just, I feel like logical coming from the sheer number of stuff. Mm-hmm out there in the universe. Um, so then do you think they visited earth? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I would say, okay. I think probably not. Yeah. Does that mean that I'm walking near, let, let's say I'm walking near corn late at night. I'm oh, not going to sure. be scared. No, I'm totally going to be scared. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm going to be scared of something anyway. Yeah. I, aliens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I, I feel like it it just seems sort of unlikely unlikely that like we'd just get like these hints that they're here but wouldn't know for sure. Yeah. Like right. It seems like something we'd probably be real sure about if they came, right. you know. Yes, exactly. 
yeah, I feel like there'd be more evidence. And that's not to say that I think anyone is, well, some people, I'm sure. It's not that I think that everyone is lying about their experiences. Yes, absolutely. But I think, once again, it's just stuff we can't explain or don't know how to explain. But that yeah. doesn't mean it's aliens. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think yeah. we're closer on this issue than we maybe sound like initially. Yeah. As yeah. far as do you believe in aliens? Yes or no. Simplistically, right. it doesn't sound like we'd agree. But I think yeah. maybe it's just a matter of how likely does it feel to us that there's advanced civilization right. somewhere. Right. Um, look at the Hubble deep field. See if you feel differently. I don't know. Remember, I, I might just feel like hiding scared. under my bed. <laughs> Would you like to tell us more about why space is scary? Um, too big. Just big like, no, it's no. too big. <laughs> it's like just Tobias. Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just too big. I don't like it. It's I. I don't like the idea that we don't know what's beyond it. Mm, oh or yeah, if that's anything weird. is beyond it. It's weird, right? I I like things that I can see in mm. some manner, be it oh, under okay. a microscope or. Mm -hmm not i mean i know we have telescopes i'm aware of that i was just gonna but, say like, how do you feel about the other um <laughs> no i mean we got, instruments yeah we got the kids a telescope for christmas and that's oh, yeah. been fun oh cool um, but uh or santa did it's okay they're not listening to this okay. um by and, the time uh, they could possibly listen to this the jig will be up yes exactly yeah. yeah i don't know i don't like the idea so i know that before I believe you have explained it to me um, as far as the universe expanding, like being like an ant walking on a balloon. Yeah. I right? remember it like, Yeah. So it's this idea that space could space itself is expanding. Mm -hmm. The expansion of the universe. It's not that it's expanding into anything. Like there's some blank white but space and the universe is spreading out like ink. Something because that balloon is not in a vacuum. But what if the right? universe, what if all there is, is a balloon? But there, <laughs> there's our episode title. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like the implications for, or I know someone else had once put it to me, like thinking about like the bacteria in our bodies and how they don't realize that they're part of our bodies. They're just living their little bacterial lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that implication either that we're part of something that we can't sense mm. like we are yeah. to bacteria as mm -hmm. something giant and scary is to us <laughs> and uh yeah too big too big too unknowable the Don't only like thing it. that i have to also the whole that... like oh, no gravity no oxygen floating to your death endlessly i mean like you know well that's why it's maybe reassuring that there's so much stuff out there you'd eventually get pulled in <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, yes, no oxygen. Sure. Uh, yeah. You just, you know, your corpse can orbit something. You won't just be floating endlessly. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, how's that for reassuring <laughs> your corpse can orbit something? Um, I, what was I going to say? Okay. Two things. I wanted to talk more about the balloon for just a second. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about, I don't, I don't know that this is similar, but I have been afraid of something that was too big before. And so I'm like, maybe it's a similar feeling. Um, one time me and my friends were driving, I think we were on like route 12 and hmm. it was 
pretty late at night and there was a gas station and it was real lit up and there was oh is this the american flag this enormous american (laughs) flag and it was just too big it was like why is that flag so big i mean i'm not like super into flags to begin with but it had nothing to do with like not liking nationalism it was simply yeah that flag's too big i'm not comfortable with how large that flag is see that for it that I relate more to my friend Ellen, who doesn't like, um, what are they called? Wind turbines. Um, because <gasps> I love wind turbines. They make me so happy. See, Ellen, yeah. Yeah, what's well, not to love? She, it's, it's like a gravity thing. Like she doesn't really, she doesn't like super steep hills either. Like she's afraid of like falling off the world, essentially. What does it have to do with a wind turbine? Think it's gonna blow her off the world, or like maybe? I think okay. she gives some clarity here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're listening, um, yeah, yeah. So it, that's one of the museums more... that I went to in Germany, you, you could like see the cross section of a wind turbine and like look inside it and stuff. Oh, wow, and, like, wow, it is really, really big. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think wind turbines are like they fill me with like an odd sense of like pride as a human and us figuring out how to work these things like clean energy and they're elegant and look at them go oh i just yeah when we flew between um last year when we went to paris we had a layover in copenhagen and we flew between copenhagen and paris Mm -hmm. and uh in part of the north sea that would be the north sea yes Mm -hmm. yes there were um like a ton of wind turbines, like a whole, like I'd say Ooh. field of them, but they were in the sea. Oh, um, that's it was awesome. pretty neat. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, I'll have to look for that. Yeah. So um, about the balloon though, just to clarify, the idea is if you are an ant walking on a balloon and let's say there's like a dot on the balloon and you're like, mm, you know, you're measuring your distances relative to that dot. If someone blows up the balloon further you get further away from the dot. It's not like, it's basically something that appears two-dimensional to the ant is expanding in the third dimension. Right. And so this is the same idea with our universe expanding, just scaled up a dimension. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Oh, I like it a lot. Mm, I don't, mm-mm. I mean, I don't fully in like a bone deep level feel like I get it because it's so hard to picture, but I think that's yeah. what I like about it. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Much rather stick to microbes. Hmm, interesting, yeah. Yeah. Do not like them. Really? Yeah, I mean. Oh, I they're so nice and tiny. They're, they're not like cute. Sure they are. Which one is cute? Oh, I mean, tuberculosis is my favorite, sure. Is it? But okay, is that just because you studied it or because it is actively cute? I mean, have you looked up pictures of Giardia? No. What? what? Guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's take a moment. I'll look up the Hubble Deep Space. You look up Giardia. All right. Okay. Okay, well, it has a little face. Yeah, he has a little oh. face. He's kind of like, meh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not a microbe, but. Wait, Giardia isn't a microbe? Well, I guess you could. Yeah, it's a microbe. It's not bacterial. Right. It's a parasite. Um, 
wait, so parasites aren't bacteria? No, no, parasites are not bacteria. Um, usually they're multicellular, they're eukaryotic, mm. um, a lot of times. So yeah, no, um, parasites are usually not bacterial. Yeah. And they kind of look um, like they get like big eyes and yeah. some little, little tentacle guys, like a goofy looking squid. Yeah. 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 Aren't they adorable? I mean, not if I think about them being inside me. Well, they're not inside you. But they could be. Well, if sure. I had if you Giardia. drink river water, <laughs> don't do <Okay>. that. <laughs> All right. All right. Fair and enough. As far as the deep space goes, that's a beautiful picture. Isn't I'll it say. beautiful? It's very yeah. pretty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just think like it's... each one of those dots as big as the Milky Way. I mean, approximately. Oh, those are not stars. No, those are not oh. stars. Those are galaxies. I like it a lot less. Ow. <laughs> huh. Whoa. Yeah, those are galaxies? Yes. Mm, yeah, don't like that. Wow. I mean, it's still gorgeous. I still maintain. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, we do have a listener story. Yes, correct? we do. Yes, we do. So uh, this one is coming from a friend. We will call her Frisked in Fort Myers. We'll give her that name in the style of Sleepless in Seattle or something. Um, <laughs> and if you are, when you listen to this story, you can picture her being played by Claire Danes. Oh, um, all right. For uh, if Mulder and Scully were to investigate this. So we can picture Great. Claire Danes. All right. So she gives us some backstory. Uh, the first ghost tour. This is another ghost tour story. Oh, um, uh, the first one she ever went on was in St. Augustine, Florida. It was on a roller derby trip and uh, it was led by a very eccentric guy with a large hat, maybe a top hat and a very thick New Jersey accent. And it was really fun and informative about the area, even though it yielded zero ghosts. And she says, I'm skeptical. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, yeah. But after that, I decided the best way to experience an old town on vacation is to take a ghost tour. You get history, information about architecture, exercise, and it's just a good time, which That's I think is idea a great idea yeah, yeah that never would have occurred to me that's great yeah me either and now i feel like i'm gonna tell people that as a travel agent and i'm gonna you know sound insightful and steal her idea sorry totally. frisk and fort myers and so uh then she says okay fast forward to my honeymoon which was in fort myers florida mm -hmm. i begged my spouse to do a ghost tour with me he is way more skeptical than I am regarding ghosts. He flat out does not believe in them, whereas I don't think anyone can 100% disprove their existence, so I'm more open-minded. But he decided to go with it because he wanted to learn about the city. And she says it was a lot like the tour in St. Augustine. She notes it was an eccentric tour guide, a lady with a big hat from New Jersey. We must have a ghost <laughs> tour college up there, which I thought was hilarious. Um, she said uh, he, she was much more believable than the tour leader in St. Augustine. She told a lot of great stories and she had suggest we take photos of windows where ghosts had been known to appear. Um, they were having a good time. Mm -hmm. and then she says, we get to this cute, well-lit alleyway. The guide told us this area always gave her the heebie-jeebies and she didn't want to stay there long. Similar to what she said about other areas. I took pictures of the windows she indicated of haunted as haunted and of this really cute dishes hutch that was sitting outside for outdoor seating at a restaurant. Ooh. As I was listening to the host, I felt what I thought was warm fingers on my right shoulder as if someone was adjusting my bra strap. So it was under my tank top. My spouse was behind me on that side. So I turned around and thanked him. He looked puzzled. I turned back to keep listening and felt the same thing. I looked back at my hubby and said, okay, that's enough. He looked even more puzzled. 
I felt the feeling again and reached up, but didn't feel any hands. Ooh. But I'm thinking, no biggie. He moved his hand out of the way. So I turned to him, said, stop bugging me. And he whispered, I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. I was getting angry now. So I turned back to keep listening to the lady and I felt a tug on my clothes and hot air on my neck and shoulder. Oh. I turned quickly to tell my spouse to leave me alone, but he was a foot or so away and obviously not doing anything. No one else was near us. I spent the rest of the tour asking him over and over if he was fucking with me. He said, no, he was getting angry that I didn't believe him. And she says, I did. I just didn't want to believe him. Yeah. I wasn't scared or creeped out even just very confused and annoyed at the whole thing. But then when I looked through my pictures after, uh, as we were walking from one location, to the next, I realized that all my pictures were pretty good considering they were taken at night, except for one, the dishes hutch picture was blurry with motion, even though I took it while standing still, it was a weird swirly motion. Like the camera was being spun while the picture was being taken. Whoa yeah oh that's creepy yeah she says at the end of the tour we stayed a bit after everyone left i decided to tell the tour guide what i'd experienced i told her i didn't think i believed in ghosts but this happened and mm -hmm. she said oh was it in this one alleyway i'm that's not the first person who's said that whoa yeah and she said the ghost that likes to hang in that in that alleyway seems to like to mess with women in silly pranking ways nothing harmful just annoying and slightly inappropriate and she lost some of her eccentricity when she said this she was pretty serious whoa yeah and she said i'm 99 sure it wasn't my spouse he would not have kept up this joke this long he would not have done that um but so i don't know for sure but that is what happened Man, I want to know where that is so I can never go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, uh, she then sent me a video, not her video, but someone else took a video on the tour and it includes footage of that alleyway. Oh, um, wow. So you could see it and you could not go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does she still have the, the photo of the dishes hutch? That is a good question. I didn't ask her. I yeah. want to see it. Yeah, I'll ask, ask her if she has it. Maybe we can share it. Yeah, so. that would be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Cool. This actually reminded me of a story of mine that I've forgotten about until just now. Or was that it? I didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, that was it. Yep, okay. That was it. Yep. Um, so it reminded me. So right after I graduated college, I was working in an ovarian cancer research lab at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were in like the hospital proper, but we were a research translational research lab. And so we had a microscope room that was in like the inside of the building. So it was shaped in a way where kind of in a square where the offices were on the outside with the windows and then the yeah. lab was on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, so two stories. So there was a microscope room that we would often use for changing because we'd have to sometimes go down to the ER. So we'd put on scrubs. Do you uh, remember okay. this story? I remember there being something spooky, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So we would have to sometimes change into scrubs. And so instead of using like the big locker rooms, we would mm -hmm. just change in the microscope room. Mm -hmm. And uh, cause it locked. That's the, ah, okay. the key to this. It locked, okay. but um, it locked. So it locked from the inside, like a normal room would mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so i'd change and lock it so people yeah. can walk in on me anyway yeah and so um i went in there to change one day and it was later so most of my coworkers had gone home mm -hmm. and 
um, I was changing back into my regular clothes and then going to go leave for the day. And when I tried to open the door, it was locked. But and I, it was locked from the outside? Yes, it was locked from the outside. I could not open it, even though the lock was on the inside with me. So and like so the, the handle wouldn't turn? The handle wouldn't turn. Oh yeah. my God. Oh yeah. my God. Okay. And uh, so I tried messing with the lock and I tried a little bit more and it didn't, it wouldn't open. Um, and then I started knocking and, you know, seeing if anyone yeah. was around who could let me out. Yeah. And I think eventually I just tried again and it opened fine. And I was able to leave. What the heck? And I like ran out of there as yeah. fast as I could. <laughs> well, so there was no lock on the outside of the door, just no. on the inside. Yes. Oh, that's so weird. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah it yeah. freaked me out. And it was right yeah. across from our cell culture room. And so, so you it, thought one of the cells did it. Yeah. <laughs> it evolved. It crawled over and it locked the door. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it freaked me out then because whenever I'd be doing working at the cell culture hood, that door would be right behind my back. And so I always hated then sitting at that hood working and feeling like, you know, my my back was to an open doorway and behind that open doorway was that door. Yeah. Ugh. So I didn't yeah. like that. No. So then the other story about this lab mm -hmm. was that one day, and I can't remember if this came, I think this came before me being locked in the microscope room. Um, one of these surgeons was there and he had like done a surgery, collected some stuff, had to add some chemicals to it. I can't remember mm -hmm. why he was there, but he was working mm -hmm. in the lab late at night and he was at a different hood, but still in the lab. And he um, felt someone grab his shoulder. And this was at like six o'clock at night and he turned around and no one was there. Oh my God. And this was like, this was, he was notorious for making the lab techs cry. Like oh. he actually, he never made me cry. Um, oh, but that's good. He, he was, he was like a very typical surgeon who has no social skills and Got like it. yeah um, very gruff and uh yeah. you know this was this mm -hmm. was not someone who he's was not like be... um all woo woo yeah if you no will. yeah like the opposite yeah. yes the opposite um and so he said yeah he was there by himself one night and felt someone grab him while he was standing at the hood and uh, -huh. uh turned back and there was no one there nice and around this time is when I mean, not nice creepy yeah but like yeah, yeah. And around this time, so this was, it's a newer hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean. Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah, Relatively so. It's not like new. Um, I don't know when it was built. But it's not, there's on campus at UW-Madison, there's like the old hospital that's now um, one of the sciences buildings. It's not that. It's not like the. Right. Yeah. Know, it's not it's like, like a modern building. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But I did, after this all happened, I was thinking like. You know, oh, I mean, it's a hospital. It's not like anyone's died in the building. Wait, you and thought then, that for real or? Yeah, no, I thought that for real. And then as soon as I thought it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you were you were probably thinking it's not like people lived here. Right, you know? exactly. And then it's like, yeah. no, yeah. they just oh, came no. here when they were ill and yes. then maybe died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Those, those were my, yeah, that just reminded me. I forgot about yeah, those stories. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it reminds me of but, that. Yeah. I'll and have I, have, I have a lot coworkers. of ghost tours in my immediate future. So Yeah, that's exciting. We will see. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, is that it? I, believe? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. And still up next is um, Young at Heart. Yes. We'll get to that. Yeah. It'll happen. Still, um, um, still no Skinner. Still no, still no other sighting of cigarette smoking man. Nope. And um, I think we are due. Yeah. I also was feeling like we're really due for some like Mulder backstory about his like his yeah. childhood or his sister or just like his parents, his life. Like I right. feel like we've gotten that a little bit more with Scully. So I feel like, I guess we did get the, in fire, we got the woman from Oxford, the awful yeah. British woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we're due for some more. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get it in Young at Heart or not, but I'm feeling ready for that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, until next time. And remember, share it. Tell people you like it, even if you don't. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why have you been listening to our 16th episode if you don't like it? (laughs) You need to re-examine your... Yeah, your life choices. Your time, yeah. 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 All right. Until later. Bye.